Hello, welcome back to Witglass Unfiltered. I'm your host, Courtney Huntington, and I'm glad to be with you today. Glad that you're here with me. I've got my computer in front of me. I've got my iPad sitting next to me. I've actually got a few notes today, and uh, I'm excited to be here, and I look forward to spending this time with you, as it were. The first thing I want to talk about is something that is uh, it's uh, a moment that I'm conflicted about, actually. I have very mixed emotions regarding this. Um, perhaps you've heard of this person named Jake Tapper. Does that name sound familiar to you? I, I, I just have to admit that, um, that I liked and retweeted something from Jake Tapper this morning. Um, And uh, don't be too upset with me. Let me read you the tweet. Maybe at least you'll understand a little bit. He said, uh, approximately four hours previous to this moment, six months later, his CIA director would call WikiLeaks a, quote, non-state hostile intelligence service often abetted by state actors like Russia, Close quote. Now, he was quoting a tweet from Mr. Donald J. Trump of at real Donald Trump. Something that uh, Trump tweeted on October 12th of 2016 saying, Very little pickup by the dishonest media of incredible information provided by WikiLeaks. So dishonest. Rigged system. And um, I confess that I actually agree with Jake Tapper about this. Um, I I would ask that you don't broadcast that any further than I'm broadcasting it. I don't want anybody to know, really. Because I think it's absolutely hilarious that Jake Tapper is saying this. I mean, yes, yes. He's right. But I don't ever remember Jake Tapper saying this kind of stuff about his beloved Obama. I just want Jake Tapper to admit that he's a Democrat, that he's uh, socialist-leaning, left-leaning, liberal-leaning, whatever of those terms you feel defines that category of mindset I would love it if any of these people would do that. You know, when I listen to or read, uh, let's see, a guy like uh, Tom Woods of The Tom Woods Show or Mike, and I apologize if I mispronounce your name, Mike, Mike Cernovich. um, Oh, even even Alex Jones of Real InfoWars, Glenn Beck, uh, Sean Hannity. uh, Let's see, who else can I think of? Uh, When when I... listen to those guys or read what they're writing, at least they are up front about the direction they lean. Sean Hannity is a little wishy-washy. He's far from one of my favorites. Uh, Same with Alex Jones. Um, Anyway, I'm, I'm I'm not endorsing any of them by bringing them up. But at least, at least I know 
the direction they lean because they are open about the direction they lean. Sean Hannity tries to hide it a little bit, but but guys like Jake Tapper, they pretend that they're objective. But there is zero objectivity in their reporting. All right, I don't want to spend all my time talking about Jake Tapper. So that's it. I am tapped out on Jake Tapper this morning. Um, but you can, uh, you can see it for yourself. It's not hard to observe. Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about is this, um, this bomb that was dropped in Afghanistan. <clears throat> I sent out a bunch of tweets just a little while ago, actually, um, <clears throat> which you can see for yourself. The, the gist of them is that I said that I wanted to point out a couple things, one of which was that I'm opposed to the United States involving itself in the wars of other nations um, and in undefined and therefore unwinnable wars. And then that was the first thing. Uh, And the second thing was that um, if we are going to be involved in a war, for whatever reason, right or wrong, not trying to say that it's right for us to be in the war, but if we are in a war, I would like us to fight the war as if we would like to win it. I mean, isn't that the whole point? Isn't the whole point of the war to win? Now, of course, some of you listening and many others who aren't listening and who would probably never listen if they had the chance would say something like, well, but you know that the whole reason for the wars is just to uh, fill the coffers of the military-industrial complex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I don't deny that, that that's a possibility. I don't even deny that at a certain level it's a probability. But I think that that attitude denies the complexities of human motivation. I believe that there are people within the military-industrial complex whose motives are so impure that they simply desire war for the sake of war because it will keep the money flowing in. But do you honestly believe that most of the people involved in these organizations, in these companies, in these um, armies, are really there just because they want this big behemoth of the military-industrial complex to make money? I really don't believe that. I know a lot of American soldiers And I know that there are mixed motives. Some of them go to war simply because they want to fight. They don't really care what war we're in. They don't even really care who they fight for, but they live here so they fight for us. But they just want to fight. I also know that there are soldiers who believe that it's our job, because of our strength, to go out and make the world a better place by policing the entire world. 
we have the strength for it, they, they think and say, and therefore we need to act with that strength. There are other soldiers I know who um, have a legitimate desire simply to serve their country, and they believe that this is one way of serving their country, and they believe it's appropriate to follow orders. And so therefore, they join the military to serve their country because they're capable of doing it. They have the strength, the youth, the vitality, and they're willing to accept orders. I know there are other soldiers who believe that by involving ourselves in some of the wars we've involved ourselves in recently, they are defending our country because the complexities of modern warfare are so much different than warfare 200 years ago, you know? So somebody can fire a missile from the other side of the world and there's, there, there's no, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Invasion force. There's no invasion force coming. They just want to kill us. And so bomb, bomb, bomb as our unbeloved nefarious John McCain sang bomb, 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 Iraq. That's what they want to do. They just want to kill us. And so, you know, we can't sit back and say, well, we're only going to fight defensive wars, and therefore, um, if we don't see a boat coming to land on our shores to attack us, we're not getting involved. Okay, and so the perspective of these soldiers is that... um, because of the distance from which a wartime attack can be initiated, it's okay, in fact, it it can be defensive for us to go to the source of the attack and it still be a defensive war. Human emotions and human motivations are complex. I tend not to trust people very much if they say things like, oh, I've never, I've never had that feeling. I've never, I've never done something because of anger. I've never done this. I've never, you know, when, when I've gotten angry with my wife, I like in the moment to think that I'm the one in the right, that she brought it on herself because uh, she did this thing, said that thing, etc., etc. But if I'm being fully honest, which I try to be, and often fail, partly because I, sometimes I don't even know or understand the full truth, much less be able to, to think it 
uh, or stated out loud. So if I'm being fully honest, I have to admit sometimes that even if I am right about what my wife or whoever else in the situation did to anger me, that that doesn't mean that all of my motivations for responding in anger are correct. So if I yell out in anger, shut up, well, are my motivations pure? Even if they're partly pure, are they truly 100% pure? I am 100% convinced that if every one of us in this nation, the United States, would look at ourselves and say, I am going today to do everything I can to better myself in all of the ways that I believe are right and true and essential. Today, I'm not going to focus on the... uh, (laughs) the deficiencies of others. Today I'm going to focus on my own deficiencies. If every single person in this country did that, even though there are so many different viewpoints about what's right, different viewpoints about what's appropriate for me to do in relation to another person, If we were all focusing on the bettering of ourselves in the ways that we believe in our heart of hearts to be true and right, I think that the wars that we have overseas, we would find, are not necessary. I'm not sure if that's where I was going with that thought when I started it. Um, I'll have to listen back to the audio myself to be sure that I said what I was intending to say when I got into that train of thought. Um, But the, the reality is that human motivations are so complex that I don't think it's fair to say that everyone involved in these operations of what some have called and what I have called at times the warfare state are in there for evil reasons. There are many people who really truly believe that they are doing right, that they are doing good. And I don't think it's appropriate for us to discount that. That doesn't mean we excuse what they do if we think it's wrong. But we have to be careful when we judge, how we judge, who we judge. So this bomb thing, one of the several things that has bothered me about it is that um, it has a nickname, the mother of all bombs, and of course people... People get 
all in a tizzy about it being called that um, because that that's making light of war, they say. Um, from all of the people I've ever talked to who were involved in wars, you have to find a way to make some light out of it because war is a dark, dark business. So even if you feel that what you're doing is right, you have to do things to lighten up your mood. You've got to do things to lighten up your situation. Otherwise, the darkness may overtake you. So I'm not particularly bothered by calling it the mother of all bombs. But here's something else that really irritates me, is that the M-O-A-B acronym doesn't actually stand for mother of all bombs. It stands for something else. And that something else that it stands for is something that if you think about what it is, makes sense. It's a perfectly normal um, perfectly normal moniker, a perfectly normal description of what it is. Moab stands for Massive Ordnance Air Blast. Well, I think that it's fiddling with the facts for a news organization to use the lighthearted soldier's version of the name of the bomb when it has an official name. Now, if you are trying to make a point, if you are approaching the news report without objectivity, well, of course you want to use that lighthearted name because you want people to be upset about this bomb being dropped. But it's not objective. It's not fair. Um, I, I, I enjoy comedy. I enjoy stand-up comedy. Uh, I enjoy really good uh, comedy sitcom. I enjoy... Um, uh, I, I just... I, I enjoy funny people. I enjoy good jokes. I'm terrible at telling jokes. I am not a funny person. Uh, occasionally I say things that are funny uh, that people laugh at, but they, they're, they're situationally funny. I, I can't just tell a joke. I can have a good time with people in conversation and, um, and use a little sarcasm or something like that and make people laugh, but I'm not funny, but I love good humor. I love good comedians. And, um, so I watch things like comedians in cars, getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows, um, of the last few years. And, uh, I, I watch other uh, stand-up comedy specials. And um, one of the recurring themes as I um, 
as I've watched interviews on comedians in cars getting coffee and and on other uh, shows, is that um, that they're the good movies, the good TV shows have um, have somebody who is saying. Don't try to make it funny. Just say it because it is funny. So um, one one that I, I can think of is um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Larry David, um, who was either the first guest or one of the first guests on Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Uh, and I don't remember if this was part of that particular interview or if it was another interview I saw with Larry David. Um, but he said that one of the biggest problems he had working with actors on Curb Your Enthusiasm is that since all of these actors are are real life actors, uh, all the you know the guest stars, um, they want to put their little acting touch on it. And he said one of the hardest things they had to deal with was to communicate to these guest stars that they didn't need to do anything to make it funny. They were just supposed to say the lines, just act like themselves, just make it look real. Don't try to make it funny because it is funny. All you have to do is say the line, say it convincingly, and it will be funny. The situation makes it funny. Well, I think that that principle can be applied elsewhere. In fact, I think it has to be applied elsewhere. And, um, and I want to apply it now to news reporting. News reporters tend to want to make things important. They want to make them hit you in the gut. They want to um, either glamorize or sensationalize an event because they want to make it have the effect on you that they want it to have on you. And so they manipulate the reporting. They manipulate the facts often without actually lying, so that they convince themselves that they're not lying, that they're not um, twisting the truth. And they use that as a defense when people accuse them of lying. They say, oh, no, see, I didn't lie. But they're totally manipulating the facts. And they do it because... They want you to feel a certain way about what they report. But really what they ought to be doing is letting the facts speak for themselves. If something is heinous, just tell the truth about it. And good people will have a gut response to the hideousness, the heinousness of what you're reporting. You don't need to conjure up emotions. You don't need to conjure up 
um, responses in your audience. Just tell them the truth. And if they have a heart, they'll respond. Tell the truth. Yeah, I, I think that applies to advertising too. Just tell the truth about your product. You don't need to make it look all sexy and shiny. I'm not saying it's wrong to have um, to have a what's the word? Uh, you know, to have marketing that is. That is sleek. I mean, I, I think the way that companies like Apple um, prepare these little videos and, and shoot these sleek shots of their devices, I, I think that's brilliant. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's because their devices are sleek. Okay, so those shots are telling the truth about that device. I'm not saying that you have to like Apple products to agree with me about that. There are other companies who make really good-looking products, sleek products. There are other companies who have crummy-looking products, and their, um, their photography is designed to hide the crumminess, make it look better than it actually is. See, that's lying. That's twisting the facts. You don't need to twist the facts. Just tell the truth. If you tell the truth, then you're telling the truth. You shouldn't need to have any additional motivation than that. Tell the truth. Let the truth speak for itself. The truth is unsettling. The truth is funny. The truth is... It is what it is. If heinous things are happening, just tell them for what they are. No hyperbole, no exaggeration, no twisting, no sensationalizing. Show it for what it is, and good people will hate it just like you do. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. This is uh, coming up on Easter weekend, and we've got some lovely things planned in our household. I hope you do too, and I'll look forward to uh, visiting with you again next week.